This is episode 167. We're obviously great. Some would say mammoth. I should use the echo for that. I think I still have the echo in that session. (laughs) It's the tone control. Guys, 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 gentlemen and persons, and um, what's the matter, Derek? Sorry, I did not test my mic before when he just hit record, (laughs) so I just wanted to give it a quick little rapidusky right on the nose. My my introduction to the podcast was quickly going downhill, but now I can squarely blame it on you. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to give a little bop on the nose, make sure we're all square. Guys, mm. it's 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 the tone control, and uh oh, there's a cat. Oh my god! You know what I never realized? That cats are a thing. No, that other people can see our video. Like the people in the live chat can also see our video. I did not put that, that together. Was the point of that? That was. I thought it was just that... so that we could see each other, and because <laughs> the, the we've been direct, doing this for months. I know, but the direct message video thing had a limit on users. Remember, so like yeah. But I once not, they, once hmm. the Rona made them change Discord and make it good, I thought that's right. Uh, you know, I just I I, I knew this. I just never really, <laughs> <You did. laughs> I never put it together. I've never seen someone else's screen with one of our faces on it. You know, that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, so a screenshot was just shared in the chat that has my face in it, and Derek was just flabbergasted, just blown away. How could it have happened? Yikes. How could it have happened? Oh, frig. Just I need you to vamp. I got to grab something. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's, uh, wow. You know, I could talk forever right until he tells me I have to talk for a long time, and then it's over. <laughs> I have no idea what's going I'm on. I'm back. Oh, he's back. Okay. He's what back. happened? I said no, a I, bunch of cool stuff. I had, to, good. I had to grab um, the pedal I was going to talk about a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> over on my my extra pedal shelf I have here in the office now. So. Oh man, you, you, there there's some overflow. Your your pedal overflow shelf. Well, what happened is I'm not really playing guitar in my basement that much anymore. Like all my guitar stuff is still <laughs> kind of stored there. But because your guitar I've got, dungeon has missed you, it really has. You know, the place is kind of falling. It's not falling apart, but it's a mess. And um, because of things like HX Stomp and being able to really easily pot, uh, just patch it into my Mac here and, and yeah. record whatever um, and get all these crazy different sounds and stuff whenever, it's it's really handy to have my pedal board with that whole rig in my office. Um, so it's where I'm doing Tone of the Week and stuff and where I'm doing demos for the podcast anyway. So I just leave it up here. Yeah, yeah. And I've got my, my, you can see it behind my mic here. My double guitar stand is in the office now too, because I was just leaning mm-hmm. guitars up on furniture and that was, that makes me freak out a little. Oh yeah, that's bad news. So, um, you know, yeah, I just have a, I have a collection of cables and my spare pedals are up here because like, I honestly, I just like looking at them. That's, that's really all there is to it. it it's like, uh, I have them. <laughs> are you familiar with Noling? No, I don't think so. Noling. It's, um, 
it, it's like the practice of like laying everything out very evenly spaced apart in like a grid. Um, <laughs> wow. No. Yeah. I, but I've, yeah. but I've added it to my knowledge. It's, um, got to do with like, it's like a, I think it was started by like the janitor of a design company or something would would organize one of the client's desks in this way every night. Huh. Um, and the guy grew to like it. I don't know if it's why it's called Noling. It must be named after one of them. Um, Zen and the art of Noling. <laughs> uh, but okay. if you Google, if you Google it really quickly, it's usually like an aerial shot, like a top-down view of something um, where everything is spaced out perfectly evenly, so you can get a bird's eye view of all your stuff, whether it be like pedals or uh, stuff that goes in your camera bag or your laptop bag or something like that. And it's like a common social media post of like, here's what's in my mm. everyday carry bag, and it's like, oh, the everyday carry thing. Yeah, yeah I've like, seen that. Okay. Yeah, where everything is like on like a ninety degree, and so anyway, that's how my pedals are all set up. Um, <laughs> all my spare okay. pedals, things that are here, for, like I still have the Copper Sound. Um, Pickguard stuff here that's just that came in for demo. It's just yeah. sitting there looking pretty because you know, I can't put everything on a board, I'm only human, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I have things well, nice I and mean, organized. You could, I could, um, but I, I like having it. I guess you, you can't need really a see it, boat. yeah. Um, but it's a cool like display of my. Yeah collection of stuff which i like i like to look at my collections so do you think a glass case would be cool i have thought about getting like uh just some shelves to put like two or three pedals on that Mm -hmm. are just like like mount right to the wall but i don't know if i want to do that um so i know kyle from the tone jerks has an enormous pedal collection and i've thought about how does he store them yeah i'm like how do you keep those and all i can think of is in his garage there must be some kind of like uh like the pedal case at a guitar store, right? With the, yep. the locking glass door. That's all I can picture. It's, every time he talks about adding a pedal, I picture him opening up the case. Like you would have to ask at Guitar Center or something. Yeah. <laughs> and or, or, or is it just like strewn about, you know? Well, Kyle, you're not in the chat tonight, but let us know. I want to know how you're supposed to pick. Kyle, what the heck? How is your pedal collection organized? Hmm. So, so anyway. uh, my my folks lived here now, right? And um, they've got. <clears throat> excuse me. Here I'm finding it. So they've got they got this display case, this like glass cabinet from IKEA. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they've got like some of their knickknacky stuff in it. <laughs> and oh, I know someone who has they, almost this exact one. Yeah, like it's I I'm pretty sure it's like pretty much exactly this. But it's like it's like pretty legit, right? Like it's got a little key, you know? Oh. Yeah. And uh I mean this is this is a bit much. Like you could you could back out to the display cabinets category. You could find like a shorter one or whatever. Um yeah. if it's for pedals. But I mean, how classy is that, huh? Oh, it's so classy. I've also seen people do this with their mechanical keyboard collections, of which I have a very small collection. <laughs> But, you know, you get one of those things that's like, a, you know, those stands that are used to hold up like a decorative plate or like yeah, a piece yeah, of china. Yeah, yeah. you so it's, you can mount so it's, keyboards on those so you can see them face up. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one of my keyboards on a shelf over here looking just handsome as hell. What about Rubik's Cubes? 
Those are on a different shelf. <laughs> those should definitely be in a glass case with like the well, little, see, like, like a thing that would hold a baseball. You just need to have them. I have one. Um, yes. The, the Rubik's Cube, Rubik's brand cube comes with a little stand that holds it up on a, it like perches it up. So you can see three sides and yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, but my Rubik's cubes live on my shelf with some of my other, like can't really see this, but with some of my other gaming paraphernalia, um, mm-hmm. like my collection from, uh, destiny stuff, collector's editions that I've, I've collected over the years. Um, but the Rubik's cubes need to be ready for easy grab. You know, I just sit here at my desk okay. and I'm like waiting for a conference call to start. Just like boom, 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 boom. <clears throat> They're you right can't there. have them behind a keyed door. No, no, no. They're they're no, an no, opportunistic no. solve. That's that's not how. It... <laughs> <laughs> well, I say um, that was a pretty good preamble, all told. And yeah. a couple of times, guitars were even mentioned. So I think it's safe to begin the podcast. What do you think? I think you're right. All right. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. Uh, hey, let's talk about some guitar news. Yeah. Uh, Ernie Ball music man, Dustin Kensru, is that how we say his name? Stingray RS. Yeah, man. Kensru. Yep. Yeah. So you're familiar with Dustin Kensru, the man yep. of Thrice. Mm-hmm. And I, your brother introduced Thrice to me. Yeah. And it still feels like very recent, even though it was legitimately 15 years ago. Oh, it was um, 100 years ago, for I sure. I know. No, when was that? It was must have been, it was 2005. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> This band has so um, much music. They have so much music, and they have, in my opinion, one of my favorite, or one of the, my opinion is that it's the best, but it's one of my favorite, (laughs) like, like quote unquote story arcs of a band, right? Their their sonic style, their their band signature sound has changed a lot in a really fantastic way over all the years. Yeah, sometimes really quickly, and then sometimes really slowly. Yeah, they um. Lately, it's been a little slower, uh, but they're everything. Every album that has been out is like just a perfect example of what they're going for. It's like of the genre that they're currently in, right? Right. <laughs> um, and the style, like they're just the best at what they do, whatever they decide they're doing. Um, so whenever I listen to Thrice, I'm like, I love this band so much. Um, I've seen them once. I definitely once. I'm not sure if it was twice, um, but just friggin' Oz twice with once with your brother mm-hmm. <laughs> is great. So anyway, Dustin has played many different guitars over the years. Um, I saw him with uh, Nash Jaguar when I saw them live, which is a very rad guitar. But now he's an Ernie Ball Music Man artist, and he has a custom Stingray. Now, uh, for some of those albums, there are. There are whole albums that are like played in in tune to like A and stuff like that. Yeah. So you must do a lot of guitar switching. Probably, yeah. Um, I know. I think that was the Alchemy Index. Some of that was mega low, and they were using baritones. Yeah, Fire was was on baritones in yeah. A or B, and but the the albums before that, when they were a little bit, they were a little bit like two thousands metalcore kind of genre, mm-hmm. and that was. 
mostly in C, I think. Well, like drop baritone C. guitar, but it no, was you could do that on C. standard scale. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's played all kinds of guitars and all kinds of tunings and like beggars and stuff came out that was like Telecaster City, you know, yeah. really like low gain jangly tones, awesome stuff. So anyway, now he's got this custom Stingray. The Stingray is like one of the, it's a double cut, slightly offset body from Ernie Ball Music Man. And this thing is so cool. So the Stingray has been out for a while, but I was looking into the Dustin Kensrue model and trying to figure out what was unique about it. And I thought it might have just been like the control panel layout, which I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, customized to his <laughs> yeah. thing. But there is a detail on this guitar that it made me want freak out a little bit and want to talk about it on the podcast. So um, the overall details of which it's got a stacked volume and tone pot like a concentric pot. So it's kind of like the old jazz basses. That's right. That's just an aesthetic thing though. That's just so you can have one knob. Totally. Totally. And that's one of those things I was like, is that the only difference? Because it's cool, but whatever. It looks Um, like a perfectly normal guitar. Yeah. Then it's got a relocated (laughs) selector switch. Usually it's up on the top horn, but he moved it down the other one. Um, It's got a humbucker. not insane. Right. (laughs) It's got a uh, humbucker single coil configuration. So bridge humbucker, neck single coil. Hot vintage yeah. pickups, so they're pretty middle of the road rock and roll, from what I've heard. They're not like super high gain. They're not super yeah. hot pickups. Mahogany body, maple neck, twenty-two stainless steel frets, pretty normal stuff. Satin finish, which I think is a really cool choice. What's this bridge? That's the uh, the Ernie Ball Music Man bridge. It's like got the, the bent steel saddles, but it's like slightly covered, like they like the old school sixties yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, and and with a arm. With an oh yeah, with a. Oh, whammy bar. Um, <laughs> uh, locking tuners, 25 and a half inch scale. It's got the Ernie Ball thing where they do like four tuners on one side, two on the other. Yep. Which is, I think is rad. Um, all around, like pretty cool guitar. I'm with you so far. So mm-hmm. on the pick guard, on the black pick guard, there is a black button that is a little hard to see. It's a push push button and it toggles between normal guitar operation and bypassing the controls entirely. So when yes. you when you push that button, both pickups go full high octane out to the jack in stereo. And it's right, the guitar has a Right, that sucker is a stereo jack. It's a stereo jack. Yeah. So I learned also I guess also, in that mode it becomes a stereo jack because otherwise sure. it needs to work as a mono. Yeah. Right. So I also learned that through learning about this guitar, Dustin is using a Helix setup live. So what mm-hmm. this allows him to do is send one guitar pickup to the input of Helix. And you could do this with any sort of guitar signal processing that has multiple inputs, or even, in this case, an effects, send, or an effects return. So he's got one jack going to the guitar input, the other going to the effects return, which is acting as a second input, using a stereo Y cable, and you can, in the software, in Helix or Fractal or whatever, use the patching and use the block systems to designate which pickup is in operation. Or so when he's the in two. this mode, his his computer, his guitar computer is in charge of everything. He doesn't have to do any volume. He can't do any volume or pickup switching or tone or any of that. Yeah, Because it's they're both being fed. Stuff. And then the footboard is going to control all of that depending on how it's programmed. So like on the yeah. Helix, he's got... Um, he switch, He has one that's neck pickup, and then he switches to a block that is now 100% using the uh, effects return as its input signal. And suddenly he's on his neck pickup with, yeah. uh, with, a, with a foot switch. So 
you know, as fast as you can stomp your feet, he's flipping back and forth whilst while yeah. playing. And so, like, you're flipping back and forth with normal stomp box stuff, right? So you can do all the normal yeah. helix changes, which is everything. So you can be changing amps and cabs and effects and all this other stuff, as well as changing the volume, tone, and pickup selection on your guitar. Including mixing the two, because <laughs> yeah. helix is a digital mixer, and I'm assuming including flipping the phase if you needed to. So I, you can maybe, you yeah. can create whatever sound. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's this guitar is just feeding raw input into this computer that can do anything. So it doesn't matter. Like your wiring doesn't matter anymore. This mm-hmm. is sort of becomes the ultimate wiring as long as you're using a Helix, right? Because everything's yeah. possible. And so then on the expression control that's on built into Helix or any like assignable expression pedal, you can blend between both pickups, which is yeah. just like. Oh man, is that the coolest shit ever? Yeah, sixty forty. Yeah, with with tone <laughs> adjustments on one of the pickups. Yeah, like the, the, <laughs> any crazy thing you can think of for Helix signal distortion routing. on one of the pickups. <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want. On <laughs> it's so it's such a mind melter. It's this extra like as every it's like every week I get some new information about how someone is using. Helix or Fractal or Headrush or whatever. And I'm like, that is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my life. And this week it was this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure this could still work with any stereo jack equipped guitar, right? And and this bypassing of pickup selector. Well, right. The issue is that the stereo output is the two separate pickups. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Because well, really- there are... There are old Gibson guitars that have that, like old vintage mm-hmm. Gibsons that have that. But I, I mean, don't you think you can rewire bypasses. a guitar to work this way. Yeah, it doesn't bypass the, the volume and tone pots, though. So, like, but if you had them wide open, you don't. True. You don't. True. Strictly speaking, need it to. Yeah. Um, you just throw them, throw the controls open. But you it's, could it's easily so cool. convert your guitar this way. Get a stereo jack and put this and a in. Little, a little clicky top. I guess you would need button. Right, you'd need the button. To yeah. bypass the whole thing in order for it to work without the Y cable, right? Because you wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would hate for one of okay. my guitars to be exclusively set up for this type of playing, which is why it's designed with this push push button. Yeah. yeah, it's so rad. It is like such a cool. I, I I don't know. I'm sure the people at Line Six or Fractal or wherever were not thinking of this as an option when they were designing this product, but someone was smart enough to be like. Oh, well, if you use a stereo thing, you could just send each pickup to its own input. You can what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not cannibalize that uh, that their uh, ox return? Yeah, it's so rad. And anyway, so the yeah. colors on this guitar, you can get it in TV blonde, which I think is a great color. It's like a... I feel like it's a blonde, butterscotch. like your TV. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a butterscotch yellow type, TV yellow type color. Uh, and then you can also get it in dark satin tobacco burst with a maple fingerboard. And I think both look pretty damn sharp. Guitar is 2600 bucks. Well, it better be good for that money. I can't imagine this guitar is not good. No, oh, no, we're not. I'm not worried about that. I was doing a bit. Even under normal guitar operation <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mode, looks, looks it is great. such a cool idea. Frig! I love it. I want to try it. <laughs> Is that making sense to you, Eric? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Eric Steph, yeah. Eric is saying this stuff is so above his brain. It's making him sad. The, and well, the thing about it is it's, it, it sounds complicated, but it, there's a simplicity to it. Like it's not doing magic. It's just sending each pickup to a different wire. And yeah. then it's just bingo. Uh, you know, your Helix actually does have two inputs. One of them is, is the effects return, you know? And yeah. then the magic is in how you program it, right? How you lay your blocks out. Yeah. Oh, also, in speaking with one of the uh, uh, firmware developers for Helix at Line 6 on Twitter recently, I learned that HX Stomp is getting two additional blocks added in Helix 3.0. Huh. So we're going they from found six, some efficiency there. Yeah. So we're going from 6 to 8, uh, which is just like... That that is going to open up so much. I think as far as th- there have been very few but distinct times that I've been like, man, another <laughs> one more block, and I would be golden. <laughs> then I'd be happy. Yeah. Um, so that that's very exciting. And he also says that uh, like full polyphonic pitch adjustment stuff is coming, so we can like play and drop C <laughs> while while your guitar is in standard, that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I thought it could already do that. What or the Variax the, can? The, um, oh, the special guitar needs to do. Yeah, it. Oh, okay. Um, which can communicate very well <laughs> with Helix. That's what Brian is doing with his rig. But um, yeah, yeah, and he says that's just the tip of the iceberg about what's coming in Helix 3.0. So I am very stoked to all right to hear more about that. So blocks on blocks Sweet on deal. blocks, man. Bl- <laughs> There's blocks everywhere. They're in all places. Oh, you know what I just thought of? You remember a while ago we were talking about there's that new block. I know this show, this podcast has become the Helix show, and I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> There's a lot of people in the Discord, though, that have Helixes. And I think it's genuinely exciting guitar technology, and it's starting yeah. to become far more ubiquitous. But anyway, it's... um. Excuse me. Remember that block we talked about where it's on an envelope and it can send yes. a, path, a signal to path B? And you made what? you made yeah. a, a distortion where when you made your guitar quieter it would distort and then when you made it louder yeah. it would become clean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How could you use that block with this Dustin Kensrue guitar? Like, uh, there, well, there's, I think the, the, the a trick thing. is I, I think it would be the same as what you already did with a regular guitar. The thing that you would be able to do differently would be kind of like what I mentioned earlier, right? Um where one pickup had distortion and the other one did yeah. not. And then they could have independent volume controls. So you could have a distorted bridge pickup mixed in quietly with a clean like neck pickup. Such a brain melter. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a texture you can't create in except yeah. in, in this way, right? Because I mean you could overdub that, but well, it, you it could, will be different had, to have um, it be literally the same performance. True. And I think there are there are some drive pedals out there that have a blend control, but I don't know if they go entirely clean. Yeah. Um, well, it makes me think of like, uh, you know those distortions that Ampeg made for bass, the scrambler yeah. circuit that that was like a, or actually I had one, um, I had a guitar one because I had a V4 amp that had a distortion, it had a diode distortion in it. And mm. it was awful sounding, but it would mix in. So like you were always clean, but if you turned up the distortion knob, this gross diode distortion would mix in with your clean, like kind of quietly. It was really dumb. Mm. Um, but <laughs> but see, I think like something like this is, I think, much, much 
better, it, it, it also like allows it, you to do kind of more complicated things and actually shape the tone and actually make yeah. it possibly worthwhile. And if for a band, in a band setting, thrice or not, it allows you to, like it allows you to focus more on your performance than like tapping five foot mm-hmm. switches and turning the volume down on your guitar and changing pickups. Because now you can do that on a single foot switch. <laughs> right, and I think the, the texture possibilities of this kind of thing is hard to imagine. I mean, you have to kind of sit down and, and figure out, like, I don't know if that would be worthwhile, right? But yeah. maybe if there was, like, one of the, you know, you, you, you might be able to achieve different things, um, but they might all suck. I, I don't know. Just, mm. <laughs> but they might be very cool. Yeah, right. I mean... This is such a cool idea, and it seems it feels like sort of a tip of the iceberg thing. Yeah. Now you can send your guitar to two places. Okay, well, what can yeah. you do from there? Right, and so. I mean the the demo that that Dustin is doing is like he's got, or I I think I actually was it was um oh it Fluff's was video. It, I yeah. think it was yeah I think it was actually Fluff's video where he was kind of showing this, but like the the Dustin example is like my clean tone is my neck pickup, but my distortion tone is my bridge pickup, and I'm still just doing it with a foot switch. I'm not mm-hmm. having to do anything with my hands. So it's actually very simple the way they're laying that out. Yeah, It's just switching, um, but the the tonal difference is amazing, right? Because it sounds very, very uh, neck pickup, you know, single coil and totally yeah. different. Um, and then a really good distortion off of that uh, bridge humbucker, so... Yeah, really into this idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay, shall we move on? Yeah, I think so. Um, is it time to genie? <laughs> it is time to genie. It is time to genie! Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want. For one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers. Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month. The standard subscription includes shipping. So you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you. Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to PedalGenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. <laughs> Man. Well, that, that ad break started out a little worrying. Uh, friend of the show, <laughs> Brian, is not with us tonight. An unusual happenstance, and his amazing gift skills were about to be missed, but uh, <laughs> we were saved at the last minute by some truly glorious offerings. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if you are a Patreon supporter, a <laughs> uh, supporter plus for $2 a month, you can come hang out with us live Thursday nights at 8. <laughs> And, and show us some butts, show us not your, your butts. Not your butt, please. Um, but you can send some the butt, butt gifts all night. So <laughs> this one that I sent, the red <laughs> butt, that is, I'm, there is something going on. <laughs> this I'm, is true. 
truly, impressed with that gift. It's truly amazing. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's, really it's like something. a study in uh, in like I don't want to say motion capture, but it's <laughs> it's like a study <laughs> in uh, animation. You know? Yeah. It's it's really it's really um, yep. Clenching. Okay. 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 Hey, Justin. <laughs> yes. Tell me about the condor. Okay. Well, we're about to learn about it together because I okay. did just pull it out of the package before we began. But hey. tonight from Chase Bliss Audio, I've got the Condor, which is an EQ pre and filter or whatever. Uh, this is probably going to be the best for me Chase Bliss pedal that I've ever tried because typically I think we I said don't... that when this came out. Did we? Probably. Probably because it's like the most clear. So many it, of their pedals it's the have one a lot that, of, yeah. Yeah, I have, I have pulled the Chase Bliss audio pedal out of the box and literally not gotten it to make a sound before. <laughs> so that's my bass line. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, that's what my guitar sounds like right into a regular preamp with no guitar amp on it. Let's flip this. Condor is an analog multi-effect that allows sophisticated control over a wide range of effects, including EQ, overdrive, boost, tremolo, and and filter tones. Hmm. Nifty. Oh, I need to. I dig the artwork. It's got that like kind of pale gray, like that. It's not Uh, quite white. It's like a cream white. It's like a slightly cream white. white, Actually, yeah, with the dark gray graphics and stuff, and the knobs. Ooh, it's a good one, man. Look very classy. Like yeah. it's not. It it looks so expensive. That's well, because uh, it real. is. Yeah, and all the, now all those dip switches. This is the typical Chase Bliss thing. Um, the dip switches uh, are because they can they can all receive this expression and actually output MIDI at the same time. Uh, and so I'm just flipping this around so that it is not going to cut my guitar off. Okay. Um, also, there's a control on the pedal called ramp that will affect multiple things at once based on how right. these dip switches are set. Yeah, so you, you can assign different parameters of the pedal to the ramp control, and that's what the f- the either the ramp knob or the expression pedal is going to operate. So you can do a lot of motion with kind of any of their pedals, even though it's just uh, a filter. So yeah. I would love to have a pick. Actually, if I could have. Oh, here you go. There we go. Oh, <laughs> oh I have a, I have a few right here. They were just under my phone. All right, so I have a, so that's my clean tone anyway. Now I'm gonna go ahead and turn this thing on. Everything's at noon. That's a so, little filtered. Yeah, it's it's like doing a little, little thing. Um. So let's see. Um, so I'm just going to look at the thing here. So I've got uh, mids with a sweepable frequency. I've got bass. Um, and then I've got a low-pass filter. And then a volume and a gain. And then I've got filter shapes for each of these things. So the low-pass filter has three shapes, like a couple of different resonant ones, and then a really swoopy one. And then um, different depths, kind of, in, and cue depths of the mids. And... Um, does that make sense? Does everybody know what I'm talking about? I think when so. I say cue uh, depth. It's the the width of a bell filter, the width of a filter in general. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, um, so that's basically, there's three options for each of those things, right? So let's... There's also a frequency knob above the mids. Yeah, so sweepable. So if I crank the mids up... 
sweep right. it around. So like you could see, like you could turn this into, yeah, you could make it a little tube screamery. We'll play with the gain in a second, but assigning this to a to the ramp and then using a foot pedal, you could make it into a wah in a sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. And let's let's yeah. sharpen that filter actually. Totally. You have a wah pedal. We'll put it a bit wider. Sounds like an old wah pedal. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the low pass filter actually is, is actually engaged. So everything's always engaged. So if I throw it wide open. So that one's even as has some resonance if I tell it to. Mm-hmm. If I put it the other way, it's very soft. Oh, almost dropped the pick. open. Let's get some gain. See what it has. Not not a lot of gain. You know, it is kind of like yeah. a preampy kind of thing. It's not... It's like a little... Because it's an extra punch. Ooh. I can boost the volume up into the amp, of course. Sure. I do kind of want to use that filter a little bit. Right, let's play with the bass. Bass is a shelving filter. Wow. That's pretty cool. A couple of different shapes here. Now, this is, I could see this being pretty useful if I was doing some different kinds of gains and things like that. Um, Totally. Yeah. Uh, So let's see what that's. That's about what I have. You know? So there's also um, the pedal can hold presets as well. Don't forget. Yeah. Um, there is. Um, so now there's a there's two foot switches. One says bypass. The other says drive slash hold. Yeah. You want to know um, what hold does? Yeah. When I put it onto the, the, it was on yellow before. Put it on red. Oh, here's a manual. manual. I wonder if it's a low gain, high gain. It seems to be gainier. Um, Yeah, it seems to be turning on more more oomph. No, it's Uh, subtly so, but. Yeah, drive, hold, stop. Okay, this switch. Uh, functions uh, is independent position of the hold dip switch on the back. Oh, okay. So in default mode, it switches on an overdrive circuit that is designed to complement stacking with other gain pedals. Yeah, I hear that. Cool, cool, cool. Um, there is a mini toggle between the two foot switches, which is your preset recall. So there's probably presets loaded onto this thing already. Why don't you? What position is it in now? <laughs> Got it. One, well, I, I don't think I had a preset before. It was, it was in, the, in middle. the middle. Okay, it was in the middle. Yep. So now the drive hold is oscillating, and obviously I've got some. I've assigned like some a, a phaser type auto, thing, an yeah. auto ramp that's going on there. Sounds like the low pass filter is. Yeah, going. almost like a harmonic trim. Yeah. All right, the other one, much faster. Oh, that's very tremolo ish. So, so you could could automate the volume control and make a tremolo out of it. Pretty nice. This is a very cool pedal. 
Yeah, you really noticed I clicked on the drive just then. Mm -hmm. And now we're back to the setting I had before. The, the middle position on that switch is going to do whatever the knobs are currently set yeah. up. That's fabulous. You know, I <laughs> yeah. mean, that, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's this, uh, this is elegant. Elegant and, and then secretly powerful. You get those under the hood features that totally. are really something. It's um it's three hundred and fifty bucks, but in typical Chase Bliss form, like you said, it's extremely customizable. It's also got all the MIDI controls, the presets, uh, and truly, it's the analog signal path with digital control. So your yeah. guitar signal is never digitized, but you get that digital control of the effect, and the, which is, allows you for the recallability and stuff like that. So it's got MIDI um, out and expression or CV in. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, I I love this one. I have complained at length about <laughs> Chase Bliss before because I didn't get it, but uh, this one I get. And I I always knew like they are doing something really special. It was just a little. Some of them were a little complex one, for me. I think it was Warped Vinyl, or yeah. one of the old ones. I had um, I had Womb Tone. Those ones make sense when there's a when there's a wave involved with the sound, like a phaser or a tremolo. Yeah, those are like the second most easiest to understand. <laughs> right, but I still I had one of those one time, and I think it was a tremolo, and the dip switches were set somehow by the previous user in such a way that it literally wasn't making sound no matter where hmm. I turned the knobs, and I didn't oh, the understand gravitas. it. That's what I had, yeah. That's a great uh, one, too. And so that was that's where that fun, fun, fun story comes from. So yeah. anyway, that's, um, that's Condor, the analog EQ pre and filter from Chase Bliss Audio. Uh, great job, guys. Out of the park. Nice. Cool, man. I don't have a Pedal Genie pedal today, unfortunately. It's going to arrive tomorrow. Okay. So that's kind of a bummer. But it is, you want me to tell you what it is? Because I'm surprisingly like interested that it, it kind of took this long. <laughs> you're surprising to... that you're interested in a pedal? No, no. Um, I forgot. Where's my email? I probably trashed it. Um, ooh, if I can't find this email, we should probably just pull this out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. I am getting the MXR M290 Phase 95. Oh. Which is... Um, Just a little bit more than the Phase 90. Right, it's five about more. Five, about five so, more. The thing is, it's the Mini Phase 90. It's like in the one of well, these... Well, that's the Mini um, Phase 95. Mini enclosure, which I believe can do... It, it's the compact version of the Phase 90 circuit, but it oh, okay. has some added controls that the Phase 90 does not have. So That's what the 5 is then. Right, so it, it has two, I mean, we'll go over this next week, but it's got two little push-push buttons, one for the script mod and one for either toggling between Phase 45 and Phase 90, which I'm very curious I about. Think, I think I remember this as a news item. Yes, it was not too long ago that we, we I think it was some Nam ago that we talked about this. Mm -hmm. um, I have a script phase 90 that I adore, so I'm very curious to compare head the two. Head to head. Yeah, and I think uh, it's, this might be a really fun time to do another pedal shootout. What do you think? Do you want to do like a, the phase, 90, a phase 95 versus my script phase 90 versus the phase 90 in Helix? Helix, yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Um. There might be a phase 45 in Helix as well, which could be a Here, cool let's, thing. We, let's, um, 
Is is that what the well, load you control can, is with for? With the helix, with the helix, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> with the helix, you could do your. You can do them all into the same signal path, except the pedal. Right. Uh, what do you mean? Say again. What do you mean? Using the helix, you could be using the amp for all the same exact amp for all oh, three totally. sounds. Yes. Yes. Um, can you put it in the effects loop so that you're still using the same input impedance? For yeah, all absolutely. three sounds. Yeah. So awesome. my current phase ninety is in the effects loop, and I'll just put in the ninety-five. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, the 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 built-in one will exist in a block. Mm-hmm. Totally rad. I am into this. So uh, yeah, we'll I'll, we'll we'll make good use of the details our, of our name-changing channel. The loaf control currently, the which loaf is control. what? Oh wait, no, that was a drinking game. What was that? <laughs> That nobody ever played. It <laughs> no, was the tone did, of the week channel. That was the name changer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think drinking games only. Hold on. Wait, what's going on here? Tone of the week was formerly letter riff and survey show survey uh, responses. Okay. Um. So we'll figure something out. Um. We'll do. We'll, yeah. Whatever. We can just also, make channels. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, or we can just do it in general, like normal people. <laughs> yeah, like, like humans. Um, so one thing, speaking of tone of the week, I want to, this sort of segues into our next segment, but first, mm-hmm. thanks Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Way to, way to go. <laughs> you picked a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're obviously we... great. <laughs> <laughs> So. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, for the last 10 weeks, I have been doing Tone of the Week over on Instagram. And it's been really fun. Uh, the original idea was to like make some crazy tone, make some wild new thing, or like just develop a tone uh, and have that be like my my onward direction for that week of guitar playing. You know, like mm-hmm. I was going to use that tone a lot, and I do that. So it's it's fun to kind of branch out tonally speaking um i'm wondering one are people digging that should i continue that's that's basically one and done that is what i'm wondering um because <laughs> it is it's not a lot of work but it is work for me to do and i'm happy to continue doing it if people are into it so if you are into tone of the week over on our instagram and occasional facebook page i think i always post it to facebook but if you're into the tone of the week thing um let me know because I don't want to continue doing it if people are like, I, I ignore that. Please just podcast. <laughs> there's there's chatter in the in that chat. Yeah, there's chatter. Um, I also want people who are listening to this who are not in the chat to contribute because like there are it's getting views and stuff, but I want to make sure that it's like a cool thing if I should mm-hmm. continue. I have also thought about doing like seasons of this kind of thing like doing a, a chunk mm. of episodes and then taking a break for a little while sure sure um, just to give myself some time and and come up with some other ideas so uh, pass it around here's here's another idea ooh that is a good idea pass it around have somebody take a week or two or three because okay. i'm okay. getting some volunteer we're seeing some volunteers right here so yeah. I think that's so like, I think that's if a great someone idea. could if if folks want to make a tone of the week and explain it like I have been and produce like make a video <laughs> however you want to make it, send it to me. We will share it via the tone control and tag you appropriately, of course. Um sure, hell yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Whatever we got. Um so like I'm thinking like Netflix shows are all like between eight and like thirteen episodes these days. <laughs> so I I hit ten and I'm like, is this a should we wrap up season should one of Tone it? of the Week? Should we call it? Yeah. Um, so I'm not not really 
thinking I'm going to call it just yet because I have a couple other ideas of tone of the week. And, and also people have sent me pedals in the mail to try uh, yeah. to demonstrate for the podcast. And now I'm also like, okay, I'll do it for tone of the week too, mm-hmm. which has been really, really fun. Uh, so I like that aspect, which is a, a part of this project I did not anticipate. So that is yeah, a no, that's wonderful, cool. it has a life. wonderful knock-on effect. Um, so moving to Speaking our next of, thing, I have in my hand, ta-da, the fat guy boop. little coat fuzz from 37 Effects. And this is made by the Tone Control's very own Doug Christ, <laughs> who is a Patreon supporter, and he's also, like, he's been around the guitar podcast circuit. I know he's a Tone Jerks listener and stuff like that. So he's making fuzz one. pedals. That's yeah, the, the one, Eric. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> <laughs> what a gif. So this is a, it's a mini enclosure fuzz pedal with a single knob, and if you saw Tone of the Week for the current week that we're in, you have heard this pedal already, and I really, really, really love this this fuzz. I he I was like, hey, I sent him a message. Hey, if you send me one, I will demo it for the podcast. Like just mm-hmm. in the interest of, I want to try pedals, and I think he's starting up this pedal company. And I was like, I'll help you out, dude. Screw it. Like we both win. I get to try a cool yeah. pedal, and you get some marketing. So let's do it. So he sent it up last week, uh, or early this week, rather, and um, I plugged it in, and it's just like I said on Tone of the Week, it's a one-knob thing, and it goes from fuzz to fuzzier to fuzziest. And <laughs> it's like if you just want more, just give it more, and that's it. And I I realized the thing about simple pedals, with, or con- pedals with simple controls, are really appealing in the way that guitars with only one pickup are appealing, right? Is there's a simplicity yeah. about it that frees your mind of worrying or thinking about how can I have this set a different way? <laughs> Dial it in. Yeah. It's more just like plug it in and turn it on and play your damn guitar. Do the and thing. Do the thing. And it sounds great. So there's a lot of um a lot of importance then placed on Doug, the builder, to like tune this pedal in exactly how it should be, that only this one knob really changes things about it in a musical setting, you know? Yeah. And you don't have ends of the range where it's just you'd never in a million years set it that way. Right. So there's no other controls. It's just the amount of fuzz. And this sucker is loud. It is in charge, dude. It sounds <laughs> really, really good. So he's building these one at a time, I'm pretty sure. This is number five, I think. So he's really new, or not new to like electronics and building, but I think this whole venture into 37 effects is relatively new. So this thing is 90 bucks shipped, and I deal. am really thinking about buying this. Um I have not talked to Doug about that yet, so he's probably hearing it first <laughs> in this podcast. But um, I haven't talked to him about like sending it back yet because I'm not sure I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I don't really need a fuzz pedal. Like I don't like don't need any any pedals right now, honestly. So like that is that's <laughs> the guy why with I'm the torn. helix doesn't need a fuzz pedal. Do y'all hear I don't, that? But like it sounds so <laughs> awesome, dude. It sounds great. Uh, so <laughs> let me see where I had some notes on it. Uh, he actually I was talking to him about it for the purposes of the podcast. He says 
that it's uh, based on the old school color sound fuzz. And it's a simple circuit clone that he started with and made some modifications to. So it's got some real punch to it. Uh, and it's fuzzy as hell, but it does not, uh, it, it's not more than you can handle. It's not going out of control. Mm-hmm. It's articulate and crisp and um, not sludgy or like it's, it's not at the extreme end where you can't use it in a musical setting. It's really, really good. Uh, it's a, he says it's a mix of BC 108 and 109 transistors instead of all BC 108. So I don't know anything about this stuff, but he's, oh, those he's done are, that. Those are different transistors, Derek. I know that much, but he I don't know the sonic differences between 108 and 109. But yeah, I, don't, um, I don't either. He says he's also adjusted the cap values slightly, and he's sort of you know relearning a lot of this from a yeah. past life, it sounds like. So um, I think he's doing a really, really killer job. He does... I don't think he has a website, but he is on Instagram, and you can order directly through Instagram with him, uh, which there's a link in the show notes. Let me grab this. He's at 37, spelled out 30, then the number 7, FX. Uh, you will see my stupid face right on. T-H-I-R-T-Y-7-F-X. Yep. You'll see my dumb face right on there doing Tone of the Week. Um, <laughs> yep. He's got a few other fuzzes. He's, you know... He's building some other pedals. I think he's just mostly building for himself a little bit here and there, and maybe they'll end up as like a production thing. Um, but it's it's awesome, dude. It sounds so good. Yeah. So I got a demo. I'll just I'll how about we post in the podcast the same demo that I did for Tone of the Week for sounds consistency good. sake. That, yep. There's no drums or anything. There's you know just the straight up tone for the tone of the week. The setting was set to fuzzier. Just the pedal right at noon. <laughs> All right. It's a it's it's a cool little um, it's a cool little thing. I like that fuzz fuzzy yeah. fuzziest. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's good. It makes me think about stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah, cozy. You know, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect really because I'm still relatively inexperienced with fuzz pedals. Mm-hmm. So when this thing came in, I was like, well, yeah, like I'll give it a try. I'm sure I'll enjoy it either way, but I am enjoying it so much more than I thought I would, which is totally on me because like I just never expected to really dig a fuzz this much. Um, well, th- people change every day and, you know, it's also a, a pedal you haven't tried before. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. 37 effects, 90 bucks, buy one. Buy them all. Oh, and they're they're hand-built in Fairhaven, Mass. So he's another uh, local guy to to at least me. (laughs) So yeah, man, that's what we got. (laughs) So sure, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, So... Uh, before we wrap up, I, I did want to mention because I, I let me just let me just check the calendar very quickly. Um, I think the next episode of the Tone Control after this one is going to be kind of a special episode. If all goes according to plan, 
Um, we're going to, Derek and I are going to be in the same location. And yeah. that location is also going to be uh, a Airbnb in Kentucky. So I don't know what oh, the internet Frank, is going to be like. Are we, we're away that day. We are away on record day, but. I thought we said we were coming back because there was a thing Friday. Oh, wait, I guess that doesn't matter because we could come back on Friday. Friday. I see. As far as I know right now, we are going to be at an Airbnb in Kentucky. That that might just be fine. Um, The internet was, last time I was there, the internet was very nice. So I know it's possible. Uh, and well, here's the, here's fine. the thing. Um, oh, I was just thinking, oh, we could just move record night, but we have a friggin' audience to accommodate for well, now. Right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, le- less, so I, I was, I was there, not at this exact room, but I was there and e- even in the park, the internet was quite good. Um, okay. I was, a- we, we were able to like w- happily watch Netflix on our Apple TV right while on. we were there. Um, just okay, with the so, with the typical Wi-Fi. So if all goes according to plan, we'll have a normal thing. We'll just be in person and yeah. to each other. Um, um, and if if the internet sucks, then I don't know. Maybe we'll just record one by ourselves, like an old fashioned time, old timey thing. Yeah, but, maybe we'll have to. Um, we'll make a post on Patreon and everywhere else, I'm sure. So, yeah. uh, but we can probably make that call. We'll be there on Tuesday, so we can make that call early in the week. Yeah, so we can, people if, know. if we need to, uh, that's true. Like, if we decided we wanted to change plans, then we could make we could call an audible on Tuesday when we figure it out. Yeah, so maybe we have to move recording to Friday if we yeah. want to do live still. So we'll see. Right, we'll um, see how it goes. Yeah, so if if all goes according to plan and things are moving on as they are currently, um. My wife and I will be visiting you and your wife in Ohio. <laughs> Truth. Truth bomb. All right. Well, anyway, so that's that's the deal. Um, and there's there's little left except to uh, plug the he- why the f- in Kentucky because uh, it's because really we're doing close some fun things, dude. We're doing fun. Do you things. even know where Cincinnati is? It's the South's hat. Yeah, we're we're We've like right this. next to Kentucky. Anyways. Um, there's a cave there. Actually, the biggest cave is there. Some maybe might not say the biggest it's mammoth. Maybe maybe not the biggest <laughs> in the solar system, but it's defo the biggest <laughs> on Earth. Uh, anyway, I like, so here's the thing about that, right? <laughs> okay. I really appreciate that, like you didn't limit it to Earth, but you did limit it to the solar system because anything beyond that is just like. Pff, I, I mean, haven't got a clue. You know, of course <laughs> it's not the biggest in the solar system. I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. So anyways, um, I would love for everyone listening to my beautiful voice or to my actual voice to go to our (laughs) Discord and join that sucker. You can find the link in the show notes. Discord is a wonderful free platform that involves a lot of chatting and voice communication. And it was made for games, but now it's for a lot more. And it's really good. And then... Since you're going to join us and hang out with us all the time, it probably means you love us, and that would be a great reason to go over to Patreon and help us out with a little bit of financial support for as little as $1 per month. We will be so, so grateful, and thank you by calling your name out on the show. And for two or more dollars per month, you will be marked as a supporter plus in Discord, and you can watch live and show us butts that are not your butt. And uh, it's going to be great, and we hope to see you soon, new friendly people. And and would Derek, would you like to would you like to thank our Patreon supporters 
uh, in a very low voice tonight? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yes, uh, right. Please, please join our Patreon and please do not send us your butt. I just want to clarify that. So actually, Loophole, uh, they're allowed to send us each other's butts, right? Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are these butts, Derek? Right, so then, right, so joke's on all of you. You need to be sending each other your own butts. <laughs> in order to, uh, in order to get them in the chat. They're spamming the chat with butts. Yeah. Low is in, is in tone or is in volume? <laughs> tone. <laughs> Okay. Damn it. <laughs> Note. Many thanks to our Patreon supporters. Jamie Evans. Jeffrey Wright. Sean Wright. <laughs> so terrible. Steve Huffman. Righteous Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Trying really hard. You guys. Why'd you do his like an idiot? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Kyle McIntyre. Jonas Sabatini. This is so hard. <laughs> They're like, this is you way harder me. than the high voice one. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Eric Garibaldi. Doug Christ. Of 37 effects. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> rewind. Uh, You're almost yeah, Sean Wright of Sean Wright of Lollygagger effects. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Doug King, an OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi. I don't like doing that at all. <laughs> all right, you baby. Thank, thank you, everyone, so much. It's been fun. It's been real. Let's let's get out of here. We'll we'll see you next time, right? Yeah. I to hope all so. the components out there in the tone control circuit, see you on the flippity flop. <laughs> Maybe that'll be my thing now. I just tell it to just <laughs> tell it to say something stupid. <laughs>